Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Isaiah chapter 3. See now, the Lord, the Lord Almighty, is about to take from Jerusalem and Judah both supply and support, all supplies of food and all supplies of water, the hero and the warrior, the judge and the prophet, the diviner and the elder, the captain of fifty and the man of rank, the counselor, skilled craftsman, and clever enchanter. I will make mere youths their officials. Children will rule over them. People will oppress each other, man against man, neighbor against neighbor. The young will rise up against the old, the nobody against the honored. A man will seize one of his brothers in his father's house and say, You have a cloak. You be our leader. Take charge of this heap of ruins. But in that day he will cry out, I have no remedy. I have no food or clothing in my house. Do not make me the leader of the people. Jerusalem staggers. Judah is falling. Their words and deeds are against the Lord, defying his glorious presence. The look on their faces testifies against them. They parade their sin like Sodom. They do not hide it. Woe to them. They have brought disasters upon themselves. Tell the righteous it will be well with them, for they will enjoy the fruit of their deeds. But woe to the wicked. Disaster is upon them. They will be paid back for what their hands have done. Youths oppress my people. Women rule over them. My people, your gods, lead you astray. They turn you from the path. The Lord takes his place in court. He rises to judge the people. The Lord enters into judgment against the elders and leaders of his people. It is you who have ruined my vineyard. The plunder from the poor is in your houses. What do you mean by crushing my people and grinding the faces of the poor, declares the Lord, the Lord Almighty. The Lord says, the women of Zion are haughty, walking with their outstretched necks, flirting with their eyes, strutting along with swaying hips, with ornaments jingling on their ankles. Therefore, the Lord will bring sores on the heads of the women of Zion. The Lord will make their scabs bald. In that day, the Lord will snatch away their finery, the bangles and headbands and crescent necklaces, the earrings and bracelets and veils, the headdresses and anklets and sashes, the perfume bottles and charms, the signet rings and nose rings, the fine robes and the capes and cloaks, the purses and mirrors, and the linen garments and tiaras and shawls. Instead of fragrance, there will be a stench. Instead of a sash, a rope. Instead of well-dressed hair, baldness. Instead of fine clothing, sackcloth. Instead of beauty, branding. Your men will fall by the sword. Your warriors in battle. The gates of Zion will lament and mourn. Destitute, she will sit on the ground. And so this is obviously a chapter of pending judgment. 
the Lord is warning Judah and Jerusalem that they are coming under the Lord's judgment. Verse 1, See now the Lord, the Lord Almighty, is about to take from Jerusalem and Judah both supply and support. All supplies of food, all supplies of water, then it goes through the human support that's needed. All of these are going to be taken away. And in their place, the Lord says he's going to make mere youths their officials, and children will rule over them. Now, this is an interesting circumstance for judgment, that immature leaders would be installed as a judgment on the people. But that's exactly what it's talking about, that the people have offended the Lord with their unrighteous acts and sinful behavior. And so, therefore, the Lord is going to install governmental leaders who are immature and um, don't have the wisdom to do the jobs that they are appointed to do. So the government officials in this case would be a form of judgment on the people. That's pretty consistent with the scriptures, by the way. You get the government leaders that you deserve as the people's hearts are for or against the Lord. The people will then turn on each other. Verse 5, people will oppress each other, man against man, neighbor against neighbor. The young will rise up against the old, the nobody against the honored. And so during hard times, people do oppress one another. This is another um, hallmark of people under judgment. And then the Lord explains in measure the reasons for his judgment. He says, Jerusalem staggers. Judah is falling. Their words and deeds are against the Lord, defying his glorious presence. The look on their faces testifies against them. They parade their sin like Sodom. In other words, they're proud of their sin. They do not hide it. Woe to them. They have brought disaster upon themselves. And so not only are they in sin, they're proud of their sin. And this is a a hallmark of a, a nation or a people that are about to come under judgment. They parade their sin, and it specifically alludes to Sodom, like they did in Sodom. Verse 14, the Lord enters into judgment against the elders and leaders of his people. And he says, it is you who have ruined my vineyard. Now, this reference, it is you, people of Jerusalem and Judah, who have ruined the Lord's vineyard. What is the Lord's vineyard? Well, prophetically, the Lord's vineyard begins to be revealed by Isaiah, starting with this verse, as Judah, Jerusalem, and at times extended to the entire kingdom of Israel, including the northern kingdom. So the Lord begins to refer prophetically as Israel being his vineyard. Um, That prophetic understanding interprets a lot of scriptures moving forward from this. There'll be some in the chapters ahead where we'll talk about the Lord's vineyard. Israel is the Lord's vineyard. There are then some verses talking about the women of Zion uh, being haughty and proud and so forth and swaying hips and these kind of things. But mixed within the description about these women in Jerusalem that are under judgment are some descriptions that some have pointed out sound like Islamic jewelry and elements of uh, Islamic culture. So, for example, it talks about ornaments jingling on their ankles. Ankle bracelets are very common among um, Muslims in the, the Middle East, female Muslims in the Middle East, but they're fairly uncommon among Jewish people in the Middle East. It refers in verse 18 to their crescent necklaces. And, of course, the crescent moon is the symbol of Islam. It talks about veils and headdresses and fine robes. And all of these things, as others have observed, may allude to um, Islam. 
And if so, Islam in Israel would be another form of the Lord's judgment being poured out on um, the people of Judah and Jerusalem for their disobedience. It closes with a definitive prediction of the future. It says, Instead of fragrance, there will be a stench. Instead of a sash, a rope. Instead of well-dressed hair, baldness. Instead of fine clothing, sackcloth. Instead of beauty, branding. Your men will fall by the sword. Your warriors will fall in battle. The gates of Zion will lament and mourn. Destitute, she will sit on the ground. Well, friends, I can tell you that that actually came to pass, not in Isaiah's day, but in future generations. Israel was, in fact, sacked. They were ravaged, plundered, destroyed, and there was tremendous lamentation and woe on the people of Israel because they came under the Lord's judgment, primarily for idolatry, but there were other sin issues involved. And so this is a warning. Chapter 3 is a warning. In the case of Jerusalem and Judah in Isaiah's lifetime, they actually were able to delay the Lord's judgment for another hundred plus years. And so even though judgment had been decreed by the Lord through the righteous behavior of Isaiah and Hezekiah and others and their righteous prayers, the Lord delayed his judgment. And so let's pray into that for ourselves. I'm not saying that um, I'm calling for the Lord's judgment in my country or in yours, but for those countries that do deserve the Lord's judgment, let's pray for mercy and an extension of of mercy in time so that more might come into the kingdom. So, Lord, uh, we pray for our nations. First, according to your word, that um, immature government leaders are a form of judgment. We pray for spiritually mature government leaders whose hearts are turned toward you and who will represent your heart to the people they govern. Lord, we pray that you would give us mercy. If our nations and our people have so offended you that judgment has been decreed, extend the time of mercy, Lord. Extend the time of mercy, not because we deserve it, Lord, but because you are gracious and merciful. Lord, in the case of Isaiah and Hezekiah, you extended judgment to you suspended it, rather, for over a hundred years. Suspend your judgment over our nation, Lord. Suspend your judgment and mercy. Lord, help many come to the realization that they need to turn from their wicked ways and stir each of our hearts toward you in righteousness and truth. We pray these things, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.